Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Listen, don't you bring facts into this. And I wish my Amolto started automatically, oh. but ba-da, it missed ba-da, that. Ba-da, ba-da. Tell the joke again. <laughs> it's gone forever. But how are we all now? Are you, you all good? We're good? I'm good? We're good? Uh, I seem to be recording, so okay. that's that's good. You can hear me? Yep. Where, where's AP? Don't do that. Shall I show me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 144, Rangers Fire the Head Cannon, five years after. Recorded on September 9th, 2019. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Send a Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Juan S., Steve F., Doug F., Bo H., Tyler W., Eric D., Sean V., Christopher M., Liz M., Craig M., Arnold O., Derek G., Teresa B., and Jacob P. for supporting us this month. How the heck are y'all doing? Oh boy, it's been a it's been a day. Yeah. It's been a month. <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy August for Ranger Command. We did our comics review part six. We interviewed Kyle Higgins, and then there was Power Rangers Shattered Survivor. We did all that, but now we're back as the three regular hosts and We're going to do something that was suggested by one of our listeners that they really liked the original headcanon episode that we did actually five years ago. It was episode 13, I believe, of our first year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we we never really revisited headcanons. And so someone was like, oh, I really like that episode. And I figured, you know, enough time has passed in Power Rangers that maybe we should revisit some headcanons. And we got a huge, huge response on social media because I guess not a lot of people were, I mean, we were just starting out back in, in our first year. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so not a lot of people got a chance to voice some of their headcanons, but wow, did our listeners respond this time around? It was crazy. So Maybe we'll talk about some of our newer headcanons and dive straight in. But we also have a ton of news. Yes, we do. Maybe we should keep that till the end. Entice them a little bit. What? Make our list. That news? news? That news, I think, that might be fun to to announce at the top. Some of it we should should keep till the end, I think. (laughs) Okay. Make force them into listening to our whole episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, we you don't can't force hold anyone. the listeners hostage, AP. Who says we can't? <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, we have one piece of news for all of us as hosts and as a show, which we will save closer to the end of the episode. 
But by all means, do not fast forward until the very end. <laughs> Listen to everything, because I think I this mean, is going to be a fun one. People are probably going to do that. Well, you're going to miss out on some great stuff. True, so, you will. First off, uh, we want to get out of the way. We're recording this, like I said, on September 9th. On September 7th, come to find out that Robert Axelrod uh, passed away at the age of 70. For those who know who that is, or if you don't, he was best known for his portrayal in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as the evil and malicious Lord Zed. He also voiced Eye Guy. He was the voice of Finster. He did a lot of voices for the show, and he also had many voiceover roles in anime and commercials and animation. But everyone knows him as Lord Zed, and it's pretty sad. But a memorial service, which will actually be held at Ranger Stop in Orlando, Florida, Saturday, November 9th. We really give a heartfelt condolences to his uh, family and also to any fans who are going to really miss him. And I just want to say when I met him uh, for the first time, it was at Anime Central in 2008. Zach and I went to that and that was the first time I met him. Got a really cool picture with him. Just a super awesome down-to-earth guy i know at the panel at anime central he was very funny and i've seen him at a couple other panels since he was a really genuine uh kind-hearted individual totally the opposite of lord zed and i don't know how that voice came out of him but it it was certainly memorable mm-hmm. yeah meeting him was one of those great highlights of being in the fandom where, you know, you meet someone who you had spent years listening to and enjoying their work. And like you said, he was just such a sweet, kind, caring individual. He absolutely loved his fans, and he was as far removed from Lord Zed as you could get. And I count myself very fortunate that I did get to meet him here and there around at different conventions. And when I woke up and saw the news, it stung. It really did, because he was one of those faces in the fandom that you could always kind of go, oh, well, yeah, I'll go to that convention. Robert will be there. I'll go and that'll be good to see him again. And, you know, now his loss is we're certainly feeling it and and you know you know next time we go to a convention and he's not there it'll feel like something's wrong like something's not right about this so yeah again wishing just the most sincere heartfelt condolences to his family and to everyone who was fortunate enough to know him he absolutely will be missed yeah ap any additional thoughts i mean i never got like the honor of meeting him in person like you guys have But I feel like just seeing everyone else's interactions with him, I never heard a bad word about the guy. Mm -hmm. Like, it was always the exact opposite, like, how nice he was and just how, like, down-to-earth he was. And it's like you said, we all kind of, like, grew up listening to him. It's like a part of the fandom is uh, just gone, you know? Like, a big part of the franchise, like, one of the original characters. Yeah, I was watching some clips Sunday morning when everyone kind of found out. And 
Yeah, it was just, it was such a great role. He was so menacing voicing that character. And it was amazing what his voice could do with like no filters, with none of that stuff. It was uh, pretty epic and memorable. And even his role as, as Finster, again, that was that was from the beginning. So Robert... Oh, wow. Robert was from the beginning, yeah. And what a difference in, in characters. Finster, mm-hmm. who's timid and going to Lord Zed, who is the complete opposite of that. So mm-hmm. it, it just shows what a huge talent that he was. And again, we just want to say thank you, Robert Axelrod, for going out and seeing the fans for the last decade at various conventions, and he'll be sorely missed. You can't blame me. This time it's all Goldar's fault. Never mind that. Lord said the true emperor has returned. Moving on, in merchandise news, Lineage Studios has announced Power Rangers Beast Morpher Pin Series. This is available for pre-order now. They are limited edition and, of course, officially licensed from Hasbro at $12 each. Uh, They're about one and a half inches in size. It's a nickel enamel for the non-color pins and a colored metal for the color pins with a rubberized pin back and available there is the grid battle force logo the animal trio logo those are both kind of like a silver metallic those are the nickel enamel non-colored pins and then we got the red ranger blue ranger and yellow ranger pin and if you seen me on social media wearing a beast morphers shirt their helmets are made up of like the cool digital lines and stuff that's actually the same design of these pins Mm -hmm. and they look pretty cool yeah when i saw these go up for pre-order uh i i hopped on and and i got the uh the grid battle force logo pin just because i I like the design i like that lineage studios does these really awesome pins and i Hadn't been able to buy anything from them yet, but when mm-hmm. I saw those go up, I said, oh, well, luckily these are going up when I have a little bit of money to spend. So I uh, definitely picked up the Grid Battle Force logo and will wear it uh, happily. Nice. I've been collecting pins kind of in the process of making a pin board for all my different Power Rangers and, and other nerdy pins. I actually have Lineage Studios. I have their Morpher sets. Uh, the only coin set that I don't have is the Ninja Coins, the Dragon Coin that they put out, and the Crimson Hawk from Legacy Wars. Those are the only coin pins that I don't have yet, but I have their Tommy Oliver set. I have the original MMPR coins, and they're quality pins. So these are a little different, obviously, from like miniature coins and a morpher but knowing the quality of of the ones i already have these are going to be pretty sweet i really want to buy them mm-hmm. but then i also want to see someone have them in hand oh sure first you know 
But after I do that, after I see that, I'll probably have to pick one up, whether I buy it secondhand or they still manage to have some in stock. Either way, I'm going to make sure I get one after that. Because <laughs> I, I need that Yellow Ranger pin, and I need yeah. that Grid Battle Force logo. <laughs> I thought it would be cool if we each had the different Rangers. Eric could have the red, I'd have the blue. Oh, and yeah. yeah that would be so cool. I, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to pre-order these, too. I'll definitely get the logo the animal trio and the uh, red ranger for sure yeah so cool next uh, hasbro launches the hashtag hasbro toy pit campaign for power rangers so fans are encouraged to use hashtag hasbro toy pick and hashtag power rangers across social media platforms to share photographs of their power rangers figures the photographs can range from snapshots of the Power Rangers Lightning Collection to imaginative scenes featuring the Power Rangers. They also have the Beast Morphers action figures, obviously. Uh, throughout the campaign, some photos using hashtag Hasbro Toy Pick uh, may be featured on the Hasbro Pulse Instagram. So you can follow that hashtag. You can follow them on Instagram. This campaign will run through the end of this month, September 30th, 2019. And for more information, uh, check out uh, the link in our show notes. And that's that's on our page at rangercommand.com. Yeah, when this popped up, of course, you and I both had the same idea to instantly tag uh, our buddy Jordan over at Toku Nation, who does just the most awesome shots for the galleries over there. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I think that's a unique way to have creative talents featured for the fandom. Yeah. And there was some really cool people that I didn't know were in the fandom, but they're pretty big toy photography people. And they were doing their own images with uh, some toys that Hasbro sent to them of the lightning collection. So it's some really cool stuff. Uh, People get really crazy with the effects and like smoke and sparklers for Mm -hmm. some of those really cool shots. So it doesn't matter if you have a big setup like that, or, you know, you just have your phone, just take a cool shot and hashtag it and see if you get featured. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Speaking of the lightning collection, Hasbro has revealed the in space psycho blue Ranger for the lightning collection. This is available exclusively through GameStop this October for 19.99 and it's available for pre-order now unless GameStop cancels your pre-order <laughs> or, <laughs> that, that or sells it out from under your feet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm not a big fan after what happened with Goldar and what happened with Liz with her Kiva figure. Mm-hmm. Not really a fan of GameStop after those things. But yeah. besides all that, this includes the Psycho X uh, with a separate attachment to simulate a blast effect. Uh, extra set of hands, including the one that's also in the red Psycho Ranger 2-pack. The hands are blasting out lightning. So that's uh, really cool. You can go to our site and check out those pictures and also a link to GameStop where you can pre-order it. Finally got my first lightning collection figure, Red Beast Morphers Ranger. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what took me so long to <laughs> buy them because this is like the most beautiful figure I've ever. They like, are owned. really, really good. Um, I still have all of mine boxed up just because of the whole. I was in a holding pattern for a while in regards to my move, so I didn't want to like take them out of the box and then just mm-hmm. have some loose figures during a move. So they're all still boxed up, including the extra Shadow Ranger I bought. But, um, yeah, as soon as I get settled in a new place, the first thing I'm doing is unboxing those and displaying them on some shelves because they are just beautiful. I mean, like, I love it. It's, like, it's Hasbro, and Hasbro makes all those really awesome Marvel Legends figures, too, Mm -hmm. which I I own, like, several of the Captain Marvel ones. But um, (laughs) but, She can be a ranger now. (gasps) You can swap heads. Their heads are compatible. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. With all due respect to to Captain Marvel, there's only one ranger that's Captain Marvelous, okay? Uh-huh. Oh, oh god. Uh-huh. I had to I had, I had to reach uh-huh. for that joke. My my elbows uh-huh. were sore. That was quite a reach. I'm sorry. I apologize. That was a bad, bad, bad joke. I'm glad I'm not the only one making bad jokes on this podcast. But seriously, uh-huh. now if they like release one, I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to buy the super mega red just so to you can have that. Captain Marvel and Captain Marvelous. I'm going to have to do that now. But um, That's, now there's the team up we didn't know we need. But they have precedent mm-hmm. of making quality people faces and stuff. Aside from Derpy Kimberly, like all of the faces have been I mean, like really even good. that doesn't look as bad in person. <laughs> like it still looks kind of weird, but not as bad as it does in like the static promo pics. I'm glad that the Devon head is not like creepy smiling like Jason and Kimberly. So mm-hmm. that's good. It looks just like him. It's crazy. I have the Gold Ranger and I swear to God, that head looks exactly like Abraham Rodriguez. Yeah. It's great. Their facial scan technology for their figures is just next level. It's amazing. It's like night and day from those legacy figures we were getting. Oh my God. Well, I mean, remember when they first kind of announced this line and we were linking articles all about like how they scanned Paul Rudd's face for the Ant-Man figure. Mm -hmm. Like, and we went, whoa, what if they did that with Ranger actors? That would be amazing. And sure enough, that's what they did. did, And it's amazing. It's so lifelike. It's what I've always wanted. Like, honestly, like, I just wanted, like, a nice, like, civilian action figure head because we haven't really had one in so long. And now we finally have one, and it's, like, mind-blowing how great Mm. it is. And I love that you can pose them in the, hey, I've taken off my helmet pose. Yeah. The helmet tucked under their arm. I Mm -hmm. think that is so cool. My one gripe, though, is I wish it came with, like, a little stand of some kind. Yeah. Because it has those holes in the feet where you can stick it on a stand, but there's no stand. I wonder if something like a, a figure arts figure stand would work with those pretty well. Yeah, some people have used those stands for that purpose. I would love to see Hasbro come out with their own type of figure stand. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they haven't already done it considering the Star Wars figures, the Black Series, as well as the Marvel Legends and now Power Rangers. Uh, they have enough of a line where I think if they did like a two pack or a four pack, like an effects set or something, right? Where you get a couple stands, you get some more effects pieces, some like explosion effects yeah. behind them. Yeah, yeah, like that would be amazing. I would love to see Hasbro go down that route that you know the figure arts did and and what Bandai did, well Tamashi and all that <laughs> stuff. I would love if Hasbro did that for some of their figures. 
So moving on, uh, Boom Studios announces their New York Comic Con 2019 special guests and panel programming. They'll be at booth 1828 from October 3rd uh, through the 6th, 2019 in New York City. They will have Daniele DiNiculo, the artist for... Uh, Shattered Grid and now Necessary Evil. They've got Ryan Parrott there, writer for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Go-Go Power Rangers. They've got Simone DeMio, who did Power Rangers Beyond the Grid artist, and he's going to be the artist for the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, crossover. Also writer Cena Grace, who's working on Go-Go Power Rangers as well as Ghosted in L.A., and then on the Ranger side, they got Karen Ashley, uh, who played Aisha in MMPR, and Steve Cardenas, who played Rocky, uh, which is appropriate considering that Necessary Evil takes place in season two when they are Rangers. So that's pretty sweet. There'll be a Necessary Evil panel on Saturday, October 5th, uh, where you can learn the behind the scenes details of the biggest Power Rangers event yet from the creators and get a chance to ask questions about the teens with attitude. In attendance will be some of the people that I mentioned above, as well as uh, Daphna Plebin, uh, senior editor for Boom Studios, and more to discuss the future of Power Rangers in comics, and they will also have a special giveaway for every fan in attendance, and it will be moderated by James Viscardi of comicbook.com. That's pretty cool. Another news, which we did not mention, let me pull it up. So that I can make sure that cool. I have the correct information. Breaking news. I've actually got news this time. Nice. I'm contributing, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me contributing. So, news. The 2017 Power Rangers movie. It is uh, premiering on Sci-Fi on oh. uh, September 15th at uh, 9 p.m. 8 Central. And... Apparently, if you watch it, they are going to give out some sort of code where you can unlock the 2017 Power Rangers Dino Megazord for Power Rangers Legacy Wars. What? Oh my god, I don't even get sci-fi. It was released as an in-game message on Legacy Wars yesterday. They tweeted about it too, but they didn't go into depth because they wanted to focus on Robert Axelrod. Oh, that's what they meant by sci-fi yeah. thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're doing some sort of like tie-in where if you watch it on sci-fi, you get a code for Legacy Wars to unlock the 2017 Dino Megazord. Wait, the uh, 2017 cool. one? Yeah. yeah, that's what it says. Oh. Dino, Dino Megazord 2017 unlock. Someone needs to get me that code because... <laughs> That is amazing. I'm sure someone will be posting. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, if you're listening to this on when we release this on September 14th, tomorrow, Sunday, check out the Power Rangers movie on sci-fi. That's awesome. Nine o'clock, eight central, and get yourself the code for Legacy Wars. Which is great because Legacy Wars is partnership with Lionsgate Games as well as Enway. And this mm-hmm. was a Lionsgate movie. It's a perfect tie-in. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that news, AP. Yes. I missed that. I feel so good now. <laughs> you should. That's great. That's amazing news. <laughs> wow. That is certainly amazing. And apparently there's a promo that they were showing on TV, too. I haven't oh, wow. seen that in person. Speaking of Legacy Wars, I forgot to mention this, but in honor of Robert Axelrod, they are having a couple events both in Battle for the Grid 
and Legacy Wars. So I think the Legacy Wars one is going on for the next two weeks. Uh, Lord Zed will be available for everyone to play with, as well as uh, there's going to be some challenges themed with Lord Zed, and there's a greater chance that you will fight in the throne room for Lord Zed, that map. Battle for the Grid is also doing something similar. So I pulled up Legacy Wars, and there's actually a video of the preview that you're talking about. So I'm just, I'm going to hold that up to the microphone, and I'm going to play that. <laughs> Spandex gets a major upgrade. Sci-fi. Sci-fi exclusive. And yep, exclusive game code reveal. And then there's a little sci-fi thing. Okay, cool. So there it is. Yep. Awesome. So we're done with the news and we're going to get into our topic, which is Rangers fire the head cannon five years after. So we're going to be talking about Power Rangers head cannons. And when we asked our question, we actually had someone go, what's a head cannon? Well, a head cannon is <laughs> used by followers of various media entertainment, such as television shows, movies, books, etc., to note a particular belief which has not been used in the universe of whatever program or story they follow, but seems to make sense to that particular individual, and as such is adopted as sort of a personal canon. Uh, head canon may be upgraded to full canon if it is incorporated into the program or story's universe officially. So since our previous uh, headcanon episode five years ago, uh, we've had three series of the show, Dino Charge, Ninja Steel, and now Beast Morphers. The comics became a thing. So we have two comic series and all the specials that they've released. Uh, we've had the 2017 movie, and there's been a real push from the brand to do this multiverse. So I want to ask you guys if there are any new headcanons that you have. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go for it, AP. Okay. So first headcanon. I did tweet about this like shortly after Beast Morphers premiered. Okay. And it's been sort of debunked already by canon, but found my way around it. So Zoe has two dads. Okay. Zoe and her gay dads. That is her home life. And she really wants to tell them that she's a ranger, but she can't. She just wants to really tell her dads that, like, she got upgraded from cleaning girl, but it's, like, really weighing on her. Oh. So how do you get around what the show has showed so far? Okay. So they showed her mom. Right. But, like, you can have multiple parents. Right. That proves it nothing. <laughs> it really doesn't. I mean, Power Rangers is very bad at showing two sets of parents for one person. So. And they're very bad at showing dads. So now we've got double the dads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so double the chance to actually get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Head cannon accepted. And I'm going to insert that retro because I listened to our old headcanon episode and we did the head cannon accepted. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go back into the audio archives and pull out those sound effect clips. So 
second headcanon. Uh-huh. It's to do with the 2017 movie. Okay. And basically, headcanon, Tommy's a girl, okay? That's oh, yeah. That's like canon. I feel like that's most of the fandom's headcanon. Mm-hmm. So it's basically canon because we have nothing proving otherwise. And, and probably and... will have nothing. <laughs> exactly. So Tommy's a girl, and they're just fighting, you know? They're still being rangers all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're basically like a shadow superhero troop. So no matter where these characters end up, like at college in different states or what have you, like they're still teleporting to each other and they're still fighting and they're holding down the fort and like wherever they're at. I like that. Did you guys read the Aftershock comic that they did for the movie? It was a graphic novel. I did not. No, I didn't either. Okay, so I've mm, I was gonna spoil some news thing. I'll give you guys a chance to to read it, but it was a graphic novel that they shortly did after the movie. It was actually written by Ryan Parrott shortly before Go Go Power Rangers premiered. So it was like a one shot graphic novel, and it kind of told like what happened after the movie immediately, and something like that does happen where they they didn't introduce Tommy. But they were kind of like sought out by a governmental organization. At least with the comics, you're on the right track, AP. Oh my gosh, my head cannon is like basically canon. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so there was kind of a cliffhanger with with the graphic novel. Not much of a cliffhanger, but Definitely you could think of like other stories, but it pretty much tracks with what you were talking about. It's unfortunate that we probably won't get any more stories with that universe, but that's why fan fiction exists. That's why there's stuff like fan productions, like Power Rangers Unworthy to like explore some of those different stories. Definitely recommend uh, Power Rangers Aftershock if you're jonesing for a 2017 movie fix because i thought they did a pretty good job with it i'll have to look for that and i have both covers i have the illustrated cover of the rangers and i also have the photo cover version Mm, nice where did they release those were those released in like comic shops or yes it was i was always under the impression it was like bundled with one of the dvd editions or is that also the case that is also the case. You can okay. also get, I think it, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't the full graphic novel because that would have been nuts, but I think it was a preview of the graphic novel. Okay. There's that version as well. So it's like a mini version of it. Mm. Apparently it's like 60 bucks on aftermarket. Oy, definitely don't spend 60 bucks on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a $20 graphic novel. Don't, <laughs> don't kill yourself over it. AP, any more headcanons? Um, none that I can think of right now. Sure, and we have a ton of headcanons to get through from our listeners, so I'm sure that will generate some more discussion as well. But, oh, Zach, yeah. on, off the top of your head, any new newer headcanons? You know, off the top of my head, not really. In all honesty, I had not given thought to the headcanon episode probably since after we recorded it. <laughs> right. But, you know, I like seeing the fandom's headcanons, so I'm excited to see what they have come up with. Mm-hmm. Sure. I have one for Beast Morphers. Right now, until the show proves me otherwise, and after everything we've heard about this upcoming crossover, 
I definitely think that Beast Morphers is set in like the main universe for Power Rangers. It's not. Oh, yeah. It's not like a Dino Charge dimension. It's not like an RPM dimension. It's its own thing. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, yeah. I definitely believe that. Okay. With Jason coming back, uh, the character of Jason, I think that kind of proves it. But we'll see how they handle that. Unless Jason's got one of those trans portal thingies. But (laughs) we'll see. So we asked our listeners in Ranger Nation, in our Ranger Nation Answers segment, uh, a lot has happened for Power Rangers in the five years since we released our first headcanon episode. So what is your favorite Power Rangers headcanon? First on Twitter... Mariana Keja at Maurice J.O. said, since we released our, since we first released our headcanon episode, what? Link me. And so, yes, we will provide a link in, in our show notes, but it is episode 13. Uh, you can go to rangercommand.com and we actually have an episode list, which is an easy clickable guide to find any episode that we've ever done. And you can search on the page for a title that you may remember, and you can find it. But it is episode 13. Existential Crisis actor at Andre Asante. He has a few headcanons here, and he commented on a lot of others. So his first one is Rita, Zed, and Divatox were once human and corrupted by evil. Hence the Z-Wave restoring them and destroying others. Coda returned to the Stone Age with superpowers, immortality, and advanced weaponry, making him supreme overlord of humanity. (laughs) I like that one. Oh, that one, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, but I think part of that is contradicted by him showing up in Ninja Steel, because... Unless the portal also takes you back through time. So I don't know, because I, I got the impression in the show, like Zenowing took him back to when he was taken out of the timeline. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Sometimes Dino Supercharge gives me a headache. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the show definitely showed that Rita Zed and Divatox were human or humanoid at some point. I'm not a huge fan of like random dude in sweater vest was Zed, <laughs> but who knows? Moving on. He also has a Power Rangers movie 2017 headcanon where that each planet that bears life has a different colored crystal. I assume he means uh, Zeo crystal, which can grant new powers. So green for earth, red for Eltair, and so forth. And the Yellow Ranger in Zordon's day was from Aquatar, where the Blue Crystal is. I kind of like that. I dig it. Headcanon accepted. This next one is pretty cool, too. Uh, Lava demons are the old ones of the Power Rangers universe. Uh, Dark Spectre is the last, hence his seniority in the uh, United Alliance of Evil. Divatox sought out Malagor to level up, 
uh, and possibly be as powerful, if not more than Dark Spectre. But Malagor wasn't quite as old and powerful as Dark Spectre. Hence his defeat in the Power Rangers Turbo movie. I kind of like that, kind of like a Marvel, the movie that they're coming out with, The Eternals. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that, you know, since Dark Spectre and Malagor, I mean, it was the same suit, but I kind of like that there's like these, like you could think of these like intergalactic, like powerful beings that, that are out there floating in the Power Rangers universe. Like, heck, the comics gave us emissaries, We've got Morphin Masters. So I think there's a whole crazy universe of like these ancient and, and powerful beings in the universe. So, oh, there absolutely could be. Oh, yeah. definitely. Head cannon accepted. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said, based on what we know today, I believe Matt is whom Kim is speaking about in this letter to Tommy and that they are having their own Power Ranger adventures at the time the letter was sent. So he linked to Zio where Tommy got the, basically the dear Tommy letter from Kim. (laughs) And I kind of like that. Uh, Matt for, I know you guys don't read the comics. Uh, Matt is a character that they introduced in go, go power Rangers. That was kind of like their friend before Tommy. And after the events of shattered grid, he kind of deduced that they were the Rangers, but they couldn't like blatantly tell him they were. And so he kind of shut them out of their lives. Well, in Necessary Evil for Go-Go Power Rangers, she's talking again with Matt and kind of having this like, she's not having like a double relationship. In the comics, like, yes, Kimberly is still... Uh, with Tommy since they are in season two of the main storyline, but she's talking, she's still talking with Matt. And I think that's good headcanon. The pink miniseries kind of implied that she and Jason were hanging out post her leaving the team, which is where that letter comes from. But I'm more willing to accept it as Matt from what the comics have told so far. I'm with Josh on that one. And Digi Ranger uh, 1994 said that that was a good hand headcanon, especially because we know the pink miniseries is a temporary patch waiting to be superseded. And again, he's referring to the letter that also shows up in the pink miniseries, but the pink miniseries is like its own separate continuity from the boom. So I'm willing for one for the mat headcanon to supersede that for sure mm. yeah, i'd believe it headcanon accepted all right so dare bear at derek b gale said uh oldie but a goodie and then he quote tweeted something from august 10th of last year saying my power rangers theory is that tommy was on an in-universe episode of queer eye where the fab five saw that he only had one color in his wardrobe at a time. So they contributed each of their energies to restore his five powers specifically. So he could have more outfit variety. Uh, we know technology has progressed faster in the prime PR universe. Thanks to all the Ranger tech, thus streaming became a thing sooner. Netflix was created sooner. Queer Eye was rebooted years earlier and this happened pre 2014. Hence why Tommy had his green slash white powers in super mega force <laughs> honestly i'm like all for this headcanon <laughs> <laughs> i love it derek that would be amazing 
Yeah, I read this one too from Derek, and I was like, "Hey, until someone tells me otherwise, I'm digging this this headcanon." <laughs> My gosh, I'm just like I'm just picturing. Um, I'm trying to think of which one it is. Oh, I think Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Van Ness, the hair guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just picturing him like doing Tommy's hair and like teaching him how to like properly groom himself. <laughs> And get rid of the ratty ponytail. Yes. Like, I'm just picturing that. The, like, goatee situation. Like, I'm just picturing, like, Jonathan, like, teaching him, like, things, you know? Well, hey, that's why Tommy looks so fly in Super Mega Force. Probably. So, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's a good one. Headcanon accepted. Steven Martinez at Steve Martinez 90 said, I like the explanation of the supersonic ranger powers used in super mega force. That's found in the deluxe year two book of the comics, how they are rangers from the past from trips home planet and their green ranger betrayed them and became psycho green. Um, I mean, not really much of a headcanon since it's all in the comics, but I'm glad that the comics have tied in some of Super Mega Force's uh, shortcomings. Yeah. And and kind of explained one of the teams that were not seen on planet Earth, tying them into the backstory of, of the Psycho Rangers and Psycho Green was pretty cool. And we're probably going to get more of that backstory with the new uh, Psychopath graphic novel that's coming out in October next month. Okay. All right. So um, Tyler Waldman at RSF said, though it was just by sticking RPM in an alternate universe, one of my favorites was the idea of RPM's ending dovetailing into the world of wastelands dotted with sparkling cities and Gattaca babies that precipitated Rancic's rise in the crime world. And then he goes on to say, the events of Countdown to Destruction led to alliances and knowledge sharing between Earth and other planets, allowing Earth's tech to progress in mere months from space exploration to a space colony. And then he said, Kim is Spike's mom. Gunther Schmidt was an elaborate ruse. <laughs> what, what's Gunther Schmidt? That was the gymnastics trainer that, I want to take you on the tour. And... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. I did like, I mean, before the series showed us that RPM was a different dimension instead of like a future timeline thing, I kind of like that because we saw in Time Force, you know, there was this whole wasteland and there was these technological cities and babies being born in the year 3000. So uh, I know a lot of fans kind of had that. Well, RPMs maybe in a slightly distant future. Hence the end of the world kind of a thing. But yeah, now it's it's all in a, in a different dimension. I love that countdown to destruction theory that, you know, it opened Earth up to so many different... At the time, we had alliances with Aquatar and KO35 and all that stuff. So I love that theory that, yeah, we were able to strike in a, some kind of planetary alliance maybe sooner and... That's why in Lost Galaxy, it's like, oh, hey, we've got this whole space colony thing now. Granted, I mean, none of the future series ever really touch on that. Uh, I think Beast Morphers came close by 
mentioning all the different name drops that they did in their first episode. So, and like Derek said, human technology, uh, just because, you know, all the Power Rangers have access to different alien technologies and stuff, it's definitely possible that in the show, I mean, Sarah in Ninja Steel has a hoverboard and makes that seem like that's a common technology. Like no one is like shocked that she has a hoverboard. I think mm-hmm. that just formed a headcanon for me. Go, go ahead. Okay. Go. okay. Okay. So lost galaxy, Terra venture crashes. There's a horrible accident. The monsters, humanity decides, you know what? Eh, forget space. We don't need space. Space is dangerous. Let's focus inward. Let's create tech. Let's do things like make, hoverboards that no one cares about let's the effect of the pseudo bad end of terra venture mm-hmm. made humanity decide we're not gonna pursue space exploration and colonization anymore we're gonna we're gonna stay close to home i like that up to a point because at some point aliens become common true what i think of that can always be like hey we don't want to go explore space space is dangerous but we are welcoming to other races who also think space is dangerous and maybe don't have a home to go to anymore. So that's mm. why we get aliens. I like that. Cause I mean, we saw piggy in mystic force. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was already on earth during that time. So I like that. And he always seemed to be kind of like a vagrant and even SPD showed like a mishmash of aliens. There wasn't a whole bunch of like one specific alien, you know, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of like that. Maybe there's a lot of, like, alien refugees from different battles or Earth kind of becomes this beacon, and maybe that's why SPD is established. There we go. Headcanon accepted. Headcanon accepted. So, It Takes Two to Toku, at It Takes Two to Toku, says, Without a doubt, it's the headcanon that at Secret Ranger Fan taught us all about the off-screen series of dates that Kelsey and Nancy went on during their episode Never has a headcanon been more easily accepted. Which is funny, because I don't remember this headcanon. Really? Like, I vaguely remember it. Like, I must have said it. It sounds like something I would, I would say, <laughs> but I don't remember saying it. Well, well, then- also, it's like the series of, you know, you just accepting that Nancy and, and Kelsey are together. Oh, yeah. 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 That was from our original headcanon episode. And then in response to that, uh, Andrea Sante said, uh, it's factual. Release the wedding tape, Saban. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Adam at Little Adam 87 said the ranger suits are actually made up of morphin grid energy, uh, not spandex. Uh, That's why they spark when hit. And I think this headcanon is actually canon because in the Beyond the Grid series, they're able to form their zords from morphin grid energy Mm -hmm. and i really like that idea that you know the morphin grid it can manifest itself so you know we've seen crazy things like whenever the rangers get depowered it always shatters in energy Mm -hmm. and sure your helmet can get damaged and there can be physical damages to the suit but if you're knocked out of the power then you get that like energy effect So I definitely think that the Power Ranger suits are made up of energy that becomes physical. But then if it's greatly disturbed, like if the damage is too great, then you get that explosion of energy. Oh, yeah. 
I believe it. And Andre Asante said in the Flash comics, Wallace and Barry suits are made up of speed force energy. He says to Adam that he likes his idea. It's what I've always felt too. Headcanon accepted. Sentai 5 said, hope I'm not too late. Was able to condense my headcanons to a single screenshot because there's so much detail. And this is hope they'll make it into the episode. So now I'm going to read them. Number one says Phantom Ranger is Zordon's son who has traveled across the multiverse and even encountered villains from various future seasons. I like that. I'm, I'm digging that. I don't know who he would have had a son with or how Phantom Rangers survived for 10,000 well, years. Well, considering but. the last headcanon episode, <laughs> I was proven incredibly wrong by thanks. <laughs> we know it's not Rita. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Number two. The MMPR and Zeo Rangers, along with Justin, were fighting all over the globe during Countdown to Destruction, but were never shown. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was so much going on that they couldn't pack into that episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely believe that. And then TJ, Cassie, Carlos, Ashley, possibly Justin, used the Lightspeed Rescue suits in the original Countdown to Destruction timeline that Blue Centurion was sent from. Remember, it was originally supposed to be in 2000 and not 1998. I I don't know about that one. I don't remember that. Well, no, no, no. He's just saying that if Countdown to Destruction wouldn't have happened, maybe the Turbo team could have evolved into Lightspeed Rescue. Blue Centurion had the Millennium message, remember? Mm Mm-hmm. So Blue Centurion came from that future where there was a message that everything would get destroyed in the year 2000. That's why they called it the Millennium Message. Mm-hmm. But Countdown to Destruction happened at in space, which was in 98. Oh, I kind of okay. get it now. Okay, so because Blue Centurion came back in time, it altered the timeline. And so they didn't become the Lightspeed Rescue Rangers right okay yeah i still don't know if i'm buying this one just personally okay i think he's mixing countdown to destruction as the event that triggered the millennium message but in our timeline countdown to destruction just happened earlier instead of if they if they kept being rangers no like i understand the concept he's saying okay i just don't know if i believe that they were using the lightspeed rescue suits Because, like, in my mind, that's, like, tied to the whole, like, quasi-government skilled people rangers. That's why it's a headcanon. I don't have to believe it. There you go. I know. So, number four is before Hyperforce existed, Thrax came from the future, specifically after 2025, and Bridge was already in 2007 tracking him down. Thrax ended up too far in the past and ended up imprisoned by the Sentinel Knight. The events of Once a Ranger are a glitch in the Morphin Grid, an unavoidable event because of this time travel shenanigan slash disruption to the grid from Thrax. Now, I like this one because it said that Sentinel Knight imprisoned Thrax 10,000 years ago. Well, Rita and Zed weren't married 10,000 years ago. They were just part of like that same battle that happened that caused Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I kind of like this, that maybe Thrax was born later than actually once a ranger. And with time travel, he was trying to destroy maybe the Power Rangers before they came into existence 
overshot. And that's how the Sentinel Knight thing happened. So I, I kind of like involving Bridge in it as investigating as the Red Ranger, this disturbance. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I, dig I it. buy it. Headcanon accepted. And then number five, Tommy becomes his own ancestor because his clone Tom stayed in the past. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, he did do the nasty in the pasty. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Daniel Shivani at Shadow the Pika said, Troy has an obsession with water bottles. Jaden and Antonio have feelings for each other they deny. Tommy owns the rights to Bulk Myers. Bulk gets royalties, hence why Bulk doesn't have to work, but lives in a storage unit in Samurai, and Tommy could afford dinosaur research. <laughs> I love all yeah. of that. <laughs> it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. I specifically like the Bulk Myers headcanon. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Because, hey, Tommy was lounging by the pool in Forever Red when he got the call. Yeah. And Bulk and Skull treat him like the boss. So, yeah, Tommy went from uh, money mogul to that fake online degree that he got that we talked about in our first degree. episode. Yes. Yeah. Edward Sanchez, Edward is the man, said Zach from the 2017 movie was inspired by joining the Power Rangers and by his mom to do better in life. He decided to attend school whenever he could and drove his grades back up. That is a wholesome headcanon. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Headcanon accepted. So Dom Philance at all new TPIR said, um, Kelsey and Nancy's dating and wedding. Tommy Oliver giving the government access to the morphing grid post countdown to destruction, thus leading to lightspeed rescue and down the road time force SPD beast morphers. And then Spike being Kimberly and Skull's son. Yeah, I can dig all those. Yeah. That pretty much tracks with all Everything. my headcanons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Angelo Colby, Super Samurai 1 at Super Ranger, said, One of my headcanons is that Billy returned to Earth from Aquatar with Sestria disguised as a human with his tech and his wife. Once he was fully cured and he ended up creating some of the technology that Lightspeed uses, which in turn made him rich and famous. And more importantly for uh, Angelo's canon, he creates Cranston University, in which I believe many Ranger alumni have gone to, like Trip, at some point in the future. Alyssa was currently enrolled in her season. Cam could have studied there for a bit, and I'm sure Noah and Sarah were accepted after they graduated. I really like that. Yeah. I really want to see Billy again. Yeah. I know yeah. that'll never happen because, you know, drama stuff, but I just I don't like how he got shipped off. <laughs> in Zio. Yeah. And I, I don't like how that character just ended. And it's cool because in um, Soul of the Dragon graphic novel, they kind of hint that Billy like helped develop the Master Morpher that Tommy uses. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm all for Billy coming back at some point. And I think establishing some kind of Ranger University, I think that's pretty cool. Well, there's some extra points that uh, Angelo also added, said, uh, I bet okay. whoever RJ's hookup was who tapped into the Morphin Grid to create the Jungle Fury Morphers also went to Cranston University, as well as maybe RJ being a dropout from Cranston University himself. Okay. Yeah. said, uh, the biggest yeah. ones, though, first would be Rose, who we first meet in Cranston University when Hartford was recruiting her and that laser was firing everywhere, LOL. Okay, yeah. They uh, didn't really name where that was. 
secondly, Ethan, who was told in SPD that he created some of the tech that they still use, for sure ended up going to Cranston University after he graduated, because what better platform could he have to do so? Hmm. And then lastly, Haley and Tommy meet each other in Cranston University, and Tommy got his PhD so quickly because he's all buddy-buddy with Billy, L-M-F-A-O. There's where he got his batch degree. <laughs> and so, so what, Billy just signed off on it? Like, yeah, yeah, you're a paleontologist now. Dead dinosaurs? Okay, yeah, sure, here, Tommy, get out of my office. <laughs> Tom, Tommy's like that kid that all the teachers pass because they just want to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, of course, I would have to read this one. Uh, at Excel Hedge said, when Doggy retired and Sky became SPD commander slash Shadow Ranger, Sky immediately went to Cat and said, make it red. No, that is not what happened. Deck Ranger <laughs> is separate from Shadow Ranger. Head cannon not accepted. <laughs> Head cannon not accepted. <laughs> He also said that Mystic Mother still gets evil impulses from her Rita Repulsa days and can easily corrupt the Mystic Force on a whim. And the Red Rangers have annual meetings slash competitions showing off Battleizers and Zords. And Andrea Asante said, an in-universe Morphicon, lols. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that maybe some of the former Rangers just hang out and have bar nights yeah. because he says on bar nights any ranger team rangers ask fourth wall breaking questions when drunk like why do all these monsters invade earth uh, and keep coming to the united states uh where's the biggest concentration of uh power rangers live and again andre asante replies said we will find out lex luther is the new dark specter and keeps attacking southern cali for that sweet beachfront property <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you want to go buy the uh, the Power Rangers and Justice League uh, crossover, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that Rangers still hang out like off duty. I think that's cool. Yeah, like I from different that. teams. D. Solaris Knight at FF Justice said Jason, Trini, Kimberly, and Zach stayed until replacements came in Turbo. Tommy can still become Zeo Ranger 5 and Turbo Red while Jason still goes gold. The Stone Canyoners can still appear, but only Rocky becomes Zeo Ranger 3, then Turbo Blue. Jason takes over the Juice Bar when Ernie leaves. Kind of playing around with the timeline a little bit, which kind of contradicts what's in the show. I mean, if that's your personal theory, that's cool, but... That seems more like an alternate universe kind of yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Josh the Toku fan at ShinkenRed813 said Vengex hitched a ride via the red RPM morpher from the RPM world into the mainline universe during the Samurai special. During this time he jumped into the internet, taking the form of Evox and laying dormant until the Morphin grid was tapped into in the events of Beast Morphers. And look, I'm going to accept that until... Until we're proven wrong. Yeah. 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 Because I guess there's some rumors out there that Olivia Tennant is coming back as Dr. K. Don't we know that Colonel Truman's also coming back? Truman's coming back. So we've got some interesting uh, RPM-related mm -hmm. stuff going on. And I mean, come on, Vengex, Evox. We haven't really got a good backstory for Evox yet in the show at least in the nine episodes that are 
around. And hey, if you're listening to this on Saturday, September 14th, when we release it, a new Beast Warfers episode is out right now. Yeah. So you can watch that. Siri Jenkins at almighty underscore CRJ said humans Ed. So from countdown to destruction, still capable of magic owns the Lords. That's Lord with a Z investment company, which he invests in large quantity of businesses in the power Rangers universe, including grid battle force, Mercer industries and Hartford cybernetics also outright owns the network z mobile (laughs) instead of t-mobile so zed's like this venture capitalist dude pretty much okay i mean he got an empire one way or the other right (laughs) and then it's it's almost like uh if he becomes like uh shoot what's the victor the the industries from zictor zictor yeah Yeah. from from vr troopers yeah vr troopers Forces of darkness empower me. Yes. Take me back to my virtual reality. <laughs> Literally what I say every time I put on my Oculus Rift. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, Kenori at Kenori Merrick said, every single team uses morphing grid energy just in a different way. Even Mystic Force uses morphing grid energy to cast spells and might be Morphin Masters in training. And then the term Zords replaced the term Mecha in the world lexicon for giant robots. And then Jason split from the rest of the Rangers after they left for the Peace Conference and became a Batman-esque figure in another town using the leftover Tyranno coin he had to fight muggers and stuff. I kind of like those. (laughs) I, I believe it. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely like the morphing grid energy. The morphing grid energy theory? That's yeah. kind of how I pictured it working, like, anyway. Yeah, from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. And I definitely like the term Zords being in the Power Rangers universe lexicon. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Jason splitting from the rest of the Rangers during the Peace Conference, while Necessary Evil is already telling a story of what happens to Jason, Trini, and Zack. Yeah. Is, as Omega Rangers. So, hey, maybe maybe in a different universe. Mm-hmm. Why not? Daryl J. Delphin at Daryl J. Delphin said, The eyes on the front of their Zords are not optical field scanning sensors for their cockpit's ATD display, but in fact are big, googly anime eyes. And I think the only reason why Dr. K gave that information is because she didn't want to admit that she's just a gigantic anime fan. Yep. <laughs> Head cannon accepted. Plink code at Plink C said the powers never before seen on Earth from Super Mega Force appeared when Zordon was destroyed at the end of In Space. The good energy from the tube caused Ranger teams on other planets to be formed so that they could defend themselves. I like that idea because the only team that's been fully explained so far, like we mentioned before, the supersonic rangers that were uh, part of from trips planet mm-hmm. that explains that team. But I like this explanation for some of the other teams. They're all just from different planets. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Jordan at 27 twin sister said, I like to think that once the monsters stop attacking angel grove, all the other American cities were worried like they were next 
except monster attacks are mostly only in California, so they should be safe. And California just watches their cities be destroyed every year. (laughs) Why would anyone live there at that point? (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Hartwig at NateHartwig25 had a couple of different ideas. One is Eric and Taylor got together after the Time Force Wild Force crossover. I mean, that's already in my head. Yeah, same. That was pretty clear. Uh, Lord Zed became a used car salesman after getting hit by the Z-Wave. I should note, the only reason I have the Lord Zed one is because his human actor just looks like a guy who used to sell cars to me. He probably has a relatively successful business. Got a reply from Nitro Indigo saying, apparently Lord Zed became an archaeologist in Super Legends. This is funnier, though. We asked this question before Robert Axelrod passed away, but... I'm loving all these Lord Zed after the Z-Wave headcanons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Thrax comes from whatever future Blue Centurion came from. He was sent back in time to destroy the Centurion, but missed and then got distracted. Which ties in to Sentai yeah. 5's headcanon. So, <laughs> yeah, I, okay. it all makes sense to me. Chinu Altlery at Chinu underscore Alt. At Lurie 97 said, my favorite headcanon is that the pre-Jew new powers in Super Mega Force uh, never existed, but were created through a glitch in the Morphin Grid by Gosei and are very unstable. Slightly just in that we learned more about the Supersonic team. Right. I love the theory that Gosei just kind of like messed up and doesn't want to admit it. And he's like, here you go. Uh, um, these are these are powers you haven't seen before. Um. <laughs> They're perfectly safe. <laughs> Never mind that multicolored dust on the wall over there. It's fine. Uh, oh, troll say. Who needs instruction manuals? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. At DG Ranger 1994 said, Mr. Watkins and Colonel Truman have met Scott and Shelby, respectively, and have relationships with them similar to Quentin Lance considering Earth 2 Laurel Lance as his daughter. So I guess that's kind of like... Shelby's dad is is the same actor as Colonel Truman. So they're like different versions of the same guy, and they have like bonus kids. (laughs) Bonus kids. (laughs) I mean, that would only make sense if... What the heck? Uh, Sorry, breaking news I just put in chat. Okay, so breaking news. The official start date for the Heroes of the Grid Phase 2 Kickstarter is September 17th. So three days from when this episode release. Aside from Zeo, it looks like Lord Draven's Ranger clones may be a part of it. That is based on artwork for the, the banner that shows the clone Dino Thunder Black Ranger with the spiky shoulder pads. We've got Zeo in there. Yeah. Which was confirmed, and it looks like we got a Green Ranger in the background, but, you know, Tommy's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, something about Lord Draven from Dimensions in Danger. Hmm. That's pretty sweet. Hell yeah. I'm going to have to pony up some more money. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's got to come from somewhere. You want to send us, uh, we're, we're influencers, maybe they'll uh, send you a bonus. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So the second part, sorry, the second part of DigiRanger 1994's headcanon is uh, Coda is responsible for introducing Christmas to the world before Jesus was even born. And we know he, he said, we know he introduced it to his family, 
but it would also help explain why the Flintstones have Christmas. <laughs> I mean, if if the Flintstones and Coda are in the same universe. Entirely possible. Coda caused the <laughs> Flintstones, headcanon accepted. I don't accept that. <laughs> but then again, it's it's uh, his headcanon. I don't have to accept that if I don't want to. The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas plus Coda. Oh, God. <laughs> Am I going to have to Photoshop that? Yes. <laughs> you are now. Coda in uh, Viva Rock Vegas, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Easy Peterson at the Easy Rider said, Victor and Monty are a couple. That one is too obvious. Uh, Troy and Robo Knight have an apartment together and have wacky sitcom adventures. <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, Fran is the real hero and the Jungle Fury Rangers are the bullies. Uh, episode 7 of Jungle Fury being a prime example. Well, I mean, Fran is a hero in her own right, of course. Yeah. I wouldn't count the Jungle Fury Rangers as bullies. If they were bullies, they wouldn't be rangers. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that Victor and Monty thing is, like, kind of canon? Because didn't the actor mention that he played it like that on purpose? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... It's kind of canon. And it made their whole, like, <laughs> going back and keeping that in mind with that new information, it's like... Yeah, okay. It's pretty obvious. It makes them so much better. Yeah. 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 So Mache Sizuyusuke said that uh, the Boom comics, uh, but for real, that Phantom Ranger was some form of a creation from Billy. Ooh, instead of Billy being the Phantom Ranger, maybe he's actually a creation of Billy, like a robot That'd be neat. ranger. Mm. That's pretty okay. cool. And they said that Boom comics... Uh, that's not really a head canon. That's like, that is a form of canon. Yeah. Is the Boom comics. Yeah. Yeah. So Cassandra Lee's at the mascara said, Gia and Emma were in lesbians with each other. Sorry, Jake. Kelsey and Vita were also gay. And Taylor was bi. Sarah was ace and possibly Arrow. G- Green Arrow? Like, what? I'm sorry. What's like, Arrow, like a- a- aromantic? Yes. Oh, okay. And what's ace? I'm sorry. I'm a- Asexual. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I can kind of see all of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's all cool. Head cannon accepted. Well, GNM up. I mean, obviously. Oh, clearly. Uh, And (laughs) Kelsey, we've established, is married to Nancy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, (laughs) Why do I get this name? (laughs) I'm going to die a virgin at (laughs) Jaden Sakaki 99. (laughs) Please do not isolate that audio. I would never do such a thing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just. (laughs) I'm laughing. I I almost feel like people do this on purpose because they know we're gonna like read them. They must have like. (laughs) And just want to say funny things. (laughs) Um. Anyway, uh, they say that Beast Morphers takes place (laughs) in the same dimension as RPM. That's something we haven't considered. Evox could be a precursor to. Which would be wild if the RPM Rangers come back in time. Yeah. Ooh, we yeah, we haven't considered that. That's kind of crazy. Well, like as of right now, it's headcanon plausible, but we just don't know yet because we haven't gotten the rest of uh Beast Morphers. Yeah. We need a new sound effect. Headcanon plausible? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll have to make that anyway, so yeah. And it'll be like a question mark like Ooh. Yeah. Head cannon plausible? 
Uh, Mr. Fantastic, super handsome, strong as steel at Green Ranger Don said uh, the pre Jew Ranger and die Ranger powers from super mega force were actually Ninjor's prototypes before he made the power coins. Hmm. Kind of interesting. Head cannon plausible. <laughs> so Patty at it's your Patty boy said Lightspeed rescue being made by reverse engineered Ranger tech. I kind of like that. I mean, yeah, there's, there has to be some way that humans created Ranger tech. Q is at Qa Monstar G said that Dr. K didn't create Vengex outright, but a divergence in the events of Forever Red led him to her, then manipulating her to create him, thus starting the events of RPM. So you're saying Vengex is the same one the, from... The general Vengex, That's interesting. Because yeah. he was... Part of the remnant of the machine empire. Mm-hmm. So his physical body may have been destroyed. He could have uploaded his consciousness to the internet and just lain dormant right. until interesting. I mean, look, Vendrix is a pretty like unique name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think connecting RPM to the one in forever red and now maybe Evox, if that's where beast morphers goes, mm-hmm. then, and Think about this because Jason dealt with Vengex in Forever Red. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are connecting Evox and Vengex. That would be crazy. Oh, he was part of the charge in Forever Red. So, oh my, it all makes sense. God, it's all coming together. Oh. I don't want to overhype that crossover, but so many possibilities if they take advantage of the canon Mm -hmm. that's less of a leap of logic than freaking lord draven yeah you know what i mean coming out of nowhere like use your pre-established canon to connect the dots i'm really excited for beast morphers (laughs) we've got a whole book from uh jerusalem garcia jordan at lulu bug cosplay she said i haven't read all the comics so mine are just show canon Uh, I had too many for one tweet, so I'm just going to go through these real quick. Uh, Every year there's a ranger reunion. Locations change every year, and there's still plenty of questions as to why there was only one Red Ranger mission. Some of the newer Reds say that Sean and Connor should lead round two, kind of referring to Forever Red. Billy works at Nasada as a morphing grid slash ranger liaison, but also helps the main dimension teams with questions about their ranger powers. He went on to get a PhD, but the title is unique since it's Ranger related. As far as Nasada knows, Billy knows a lot about Power Rangers because he helped the Aquatar Rangers and his trip to Aquatar opened new opportunities for networking. Uh, Dana from Lightspeed Rescue is now chief director of the hospital in Mariner Bay. Carter went on to take over the Aqua Base after it was rebuilt. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Mr. Collins eventually found out Alex is somehow related to the Collins. Yeah, maybe. Taylor and Eric happen. Not sure how, but they're together. Agreed. Yeah, well, yeah. Lantonio to Jaden's surprise and happiness happened. Lantonio. So, yeah. La, um, Lauren. Lauren and Antonio. <laughs> oh, I not really considered that. Okay. Emily ended up with Jaden. Lauren and Serena, who got better, may have been the matchmakers. Boom continues to help Dodger Cat develop and test technology and weapons, but he's got a temporary morpher to help the B squad from time to time. Give Kelson more ranger duties. <laughs> she says that the original B squad from 
from that year is the one that fought in the legendary battle. So it's not that the SPD Rangers came back in time. It's just that the SPD squad is there for from SPD. Sometime between Samurai Surprise and Legendary Battle, a Samurai slash Megaforce team up happens. Uh, we got a double red Samurai morph. All sa- seven Samurai went Super Samurai. But in addition, Lauren went into Shogun mode. And that would have been a cool crossover if that ever happened. Mm-hmm. A, a Megazord battle happened in Legendary Battle. Justin plus Robot, TJ, Cassie, Carlos, and Ashley made up the Turbo in Legendary Battle. And with the Space Rangers being there, and yeah, it, it all kind of works out if you look at the footage. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick stayed behind to help with the Morphing Grid and other tech stuff, which is why Corone is Lost Galaxy Pink. And I, I kind of like that maybe Kendrick's is the kind of like Billy, but for Miranoi. Yeah. All right. We'll go on to Facebook. Um, Charlie Shields said the Zeo crystal overloads with power every thousand years and has to rest and deplete power levels. That's why they had to switch to the turbo powers. And it explains why Kat's morph in the turbo movie could only break her fall in the water. I like that. I mean, the we never got really an explanation of why the zeo powers kind of went away but i mean tommy still has his so i think there's some kind of weird disruption in their powers where they needed to switch to a new set it's like when your battery runs out and you didn't need a new battery (laughs) (laughs) ej priest said prince gasket and archerina restored the machine empire's generals to test earth's defenses in forever red they were some of the only villains clearly not present in day of destruction uh, countdown to destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dylan from RPM is a grown-up and modified version of Justin from Turbo, chosen uh, no. to infiltrate <laughs> Corinth and acquire the Ranger tech due to his established compatibility with the Morphin Grid. So, like the Justin robot? Uh, was there a Justin robot? Yeah. No, Justin. Wasn't there a Justin robot? No, the others were robots. Yeah, but then at the end they brought out the Justin robot. I think maybe they're saying. That it is Justin. That like, Dylan, Dylan is Justin, is Justin and oh, he's okay. got, like, some kind of, like, bionic well, upgrades. Well, I, I don't think J- Justin had a sister, so... Headcanon not accepted. Uh, and then uh, Megaforce was a training simulation testing out the hardware that would later go into the Master Morphers. So the whole season <laughs> is a dream, <laughs> is what they're saying. <laughs> Legacy of Power said that although some thought Sky was Wes's son because of the Time Force family picture, my girlfriend pointed out it seems way more like he's Alex's son. They share way more qualities. And I thought Alex just stayed in the year 3000. So I don't know if that... Yeah, I don't know. Brandon A. Major said that Super Sentai exists in the Power Rangers universe and every now and then, they watch Japanese actors recreate their famous moments, like that one episode from Dino Thunder. Yes. I think it kind of works. I yeah. like that. That Super Sentai is born out of the Ranger exploits. Yeah. <laughs> and then moving over to Instagram, we have uh, Thomas Aaron Meehan, 1996, said, I only go by the TV continuity, but I actually sort of believe that Megaforce slash Super Megaforce was a simulation with the crying, <laughs> <again> laughing with... <laughs> emoji. Again with the simulation. I, I mean, I it's didn't... entirely possible, though. It is. Like, yeah, like be. that's a whole new headcanon. 
<laughs> which would explain a lot of the season shortcomings for sure. Yeah. Uh, so were, were there any other uh, headcanons that that you guys have that were born from all these other ideas? Yes, it reminded me of an existing one. Okay. So my new headcanons, just to recap, Zoe has two dads. The movie rangers are still rangers, and they're just being almost vigilante-type things all across the country. And they're just, mm-hmm. like, doing their thing and fighting for the good of people. And then this is kind of like a crack ficky type headcanon. Okay. So it's not even like realistic. So Taylor from Wild Force and Kendall from Dino Charge, they went on a date at some point, And that's just like a thing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they met on like rain, like Tinder in like whatever universe, but they went on a date. Maybe they met through, like, a ranger reunion that, like, a lot of people seem to like the idea of rangers meeting yeah. after their seasons just to, like, yeah. talk shop. Because I pictured, I definitely tweeted about this, too. But basically, like, the Dino Charge Rangers are, like, making fun of Kendall. And they're like, hey, what do you do in your free time? You're just, like, this dinosaur-obsessed weirdo. And she's <laughs> like, I date a fighter pilot. And they're like, we don't believe you. So... You know? Okay. Here's <laughs> so, here's something that happened. Breaking news on Twitter. Look what just happened in the WWE tonight. Look at this picture. Oh dear. D- don't don't look at the shark. Look at the. Hang on. It's D- WWE uh, universe. What? That is literally just what the. F- what? Uh, I don't. Wow. I don't know you guys. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't do. <laughs> wrestling so i legitimately do not understand okay so here's what i can piece together from my cursory knowledge this wrestler who is apparently called grand metallic which is an awesome name uh is a lucha and lucha often have different masks maybe these masks on his just literal gokai silver gold mode vest are different masks that he's worn throughout the years that is boss well, because some of them, like, actually look like rangers, but, oh, no, they're all kind of different. Yeah, they, they look like they could be modified versions of lucha masks made to look more like ranger helmets. But that layout is unmistakable. Oh, yeah, he clearly has to be a fan of either Power Rangers or Super Sentai. Grand Metallic's actual Twitter picture, honestly, that just looks like a straight-up Power Rangers <laughs> mask. Oh, I mean, his outfit is clearly Ranger-inspired. Yeah. Holy Look crap. At the, 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 okay, his profile picture. The gold symbol on his chest. You've seen that before. That's Vengex. That is the Vengex virus symbol from RPM. What? This dude obviously is a Power Rangers fan. Oh, yeah. This is, this is unmistakable. Yeah. This is cool. This is rad as hell. So I guess this is what he showed up tonight in uh, WWE Raw, Raw. Actually, tonight, yeah, SmackDown's tomorrow. Yeah, that's wicked, dude. I gotta start watching Raw again. I guess that's cool. We'll link to that picture. That's wicked, dude. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't have any more head cannons. Uh, I think I have a head cannon that we might want to talk about. Okay. So I have a head cannon that. Uh, I think I know where you're going. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the worst segue in the world to, to a, a news story. I have a headcanon that uh, we're going to go to Ranger Stop. 
That's right. To all of our listeners, we have this huge announcement because (laughs) for the first time in the five years that we've been doing this podcast, all three of us will be together in person and we will all be at Ranger Stop this November. Yes. This is seriously the most exciting thing. This is what we've been dying to tell you guys. Uh, We've been kind of keeping it secret just because we weren't sure that it was going to happen 100%. But now that we have confirmation, it's happening. You're going to be able to meet all three of us together Mm -hmm. on the show floor. We're excited to hang out together for the first time, all three of us. This is exciting stuff. If you can find me. Oh. I might be hiding the entire time. <laughs> it might be like gonna... thing, it might be like that thing where we tried to convince people I was at Power Morphicon when I really wasn't. <laughs> but for real, this isn't a trick. Oh, AP is going to be there. I'm actually going to be there. I'm actually yeah. going to be at Ranger Stop. First ever convention. It's going to be wild. It's about to get wild. Yes. As they say on Dino Charge. Yes. For real guys, we're going to be there. Look, they announced John Tui. I was like, I got to do everything in my power to get to Ranger Stop. Because I don't know if he's going to go to Power Morphicon. I don't even know if I can go to Power Morphicon next year. So I figure this is my chance. I want to meet John Tui. He played one of my favorite Rangers of all time. I think it's amazing that he'll be at his first convention appearance here in the U.S., mm-hmm. And then uh, Faros is going to be there, who played Nick in Mystic Force. Again, someone who hasn't really been to a lot of, a a ton of Ranger conventions here in the U.S. I think, wasn't he at the first Power Morphicon? He was at the first ever Power Morphicon. He hasn't, I don't think, been to a show since then. So it'll be awesome to have him there. John and him are good friends. Like, I always see them on each other's Instagram. So... I think it's going to be super cool. We have limited time to be there because at least for me, because I don't have any more PTO at work until December. So my Friday, the Friday of Ranger stop is when I'm actually flying in and I'm flying out, planning to fly out a little bit later on Sunday. So I'm just not rushing around in the morning. So I'm going to try to get a whole full three days of Ranger stop, but Saturday is my go-to. I'm going to be in total John Tui mode. And until I get a chance to meet him and get his autograph on my SPD poster, which I have signed by the entire cast except him, I'm going to be in full like John Tui mode on at least part of Saturday. But I am beyond belief that all three of us are going to be together, hanging out for the first time, Uh, This will be the first time Zach and I get to meet AP in person. It's going to be awesome. We're just going to be the three biggest goofs just hanging out. I'm super excited for this. And some of our friends in the fandom are going to be there as well. So I think it's going to be a great time just to hang out and have a great time. And really, I'm I'm seriously only there for John Tui and and maybe Mm -hmm. uh, for us everyone else whatever like that's not my priority i'm I'm mainly there just to hang out oh with yeah you guys. well well i mean i mean i'm mainly there to hang out with you guys too but i mean john tui for me is a priority oh yeah no i don't blame you it's just gonna be awesome to to hang out with you guys for that weekend it's gonna be cool and i think we're gonna record an episode there maybe we're certainly going to try 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to figure that out. But if not, we're definitely going to talk. We're going to have our own Ranger Stop episode uh, to talk all about our experiences at the show. It's going to be awesome. And I'm really just looking forward to hanging out with you guys, hanging out with our listeners, eating some good food, meeting some new people, and just having a blast. So yep. we'll be there. Yeah. This All of us going to be. I, I I'm still in shock. We got press passes. We <laughs> will be there. <laughs> you will be able to tell that I'm a real person. I am not just not fake. <laughs> just yeah, Zach, I'm not just Zach doing a really good impression, talking to himself the whole time on the podcast. That would be quite the feat, especially because I often talk over you on multiple occasions. I know you're like <laughs> the best voiced artist ever. It just happened. Uh, (laughs) But no, no, it's, I'm so excited. I think this is going to be an awesome experience. Everyone's going to hate me in person. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Don't say that. This is who she is. (laughs) Or it's like, this ends the podcast. No, No. that's not going to happen. That's our big news. Uh, We will be at Ranger Stop. November Eighth, was that eighth through tenth. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm like really excited yeah, for this. Like, Ranger Command live and in person. But for real. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting the bull no, I'm kidding. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for this episode. So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, we will catch you later. Bye. At Ranger Step. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we'll we'll have new episodes before that. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.